Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yannier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. One hour down, only 40 more minutes to go. Welcome back in. A shortened version, but not shortened by that much. We're taking you till uh, 740 and then coverage of St. Louis Cardinals baseball will begin shortly after that as they are opening up a series against the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight. Pitching matchup, the Cardinals have Miles Michaelis on the mound. He's 9-9 with a 3.44 ERA. Left-handed pitcher Tommy Henry is going to uh, go tonight for the Diamondbacks. 2-1, 4.15 ERA. He has won his last two starts. He is a fairly young pitcher and young in his uh, major league career, so he seems to have a little bit of momentum coming behind him. Speaking of that, uh, the Diamondbacks aren't a very good team. Their record is 55-63. and 63. That being said, I believe they've won eight of their last 12 going into uh, this game tonight, so they have been playing marginally better here uh, recently in the Cardinals with an opportunity to go four up in the division if they win tonight after the Cubs did the Cardinals a favor today and knocked off the Brewers in a bit of a crazy game back and forth affair. The wind was blowing out at Wrigley earlier today. And uh, yeah, we saw a lot. We saw a number of home runs, but when all is said and done, the Cubs were able to uh, knock off the Brewers. So I know you're uncomfortable rooting for the Cubs, but the Cubs help out the Cardinals uh, by defeating the Brewers earlier today. Uh, Non-baseball, but wanted to touch on this really quickly. There's a there's a weird story in football right now. There's always weird stories in football. There's a weird story in football right now, and it involves Tom Brady. Tom Brady has left the, the, the Buccaneers. He's just gone. And the Buccaneers say that it was something that they had worked out with Brady ahead of time, that they had told him that, you know, show up when players report to camp and then there's something going on personally with him, and he could have the time. And when he left, Todd Bowles, the the Buccaneers head coach, had said that Brady was going to return after um, after the second preseason game, which is this weekend for the Buccaneers. And then Bowles came out another a day or two ago, or said, "Ah, oh, actually, there's there's no date set on when Tom Brady is going to return." So the Buccaneers are just going through training camp right now without Tom Brady. And it's weird. It could be nothing. You know, his it, there could be a health issue inside of his family. Like it could be any it could be something totally 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 legitimate. 
And if he wants to keep it private, I think he does a pretty good job of trying to keep his personal and his family life to himself. That's why it was such a big deal. I don't know if you remember a couple years ago, it was right in the middle, it was during the height of the pandemic. He did a long interview with Howard Stern, and we learned a lot about him during that. And what more than anything else, what we kind of realized was, okay, we, we actually don't know that much about Tom Brady as a guy. And when you are the stature of Tom Brady, like who are the other athletes that are in that in that same category? Active athletes, LeBron James probably is in that group. I I feel like I know more about LeBron than I know about Tom Brady. You know, you you can just kind of go down that list of the highest profile. Although you know what, Peyton Manning, he does a good job of kind of making you think you know him, but you don't. He's he's very good at keeping everything kind of quiet and everything personal. Even those uh, those Manning casts that they do on Monday Night Football where it's him and his brother, his brother does it. Eli is on from his home. Peyton doesn't do it from his home. That is somebody else's basement that he's in. Like he is, he's very careful. So maybe in hindsight, what the way Brady handles things is a little bit more common than, than I gave it credit for. But anyways, so there was an interesting, um, there was some speculation out there and I like this one. Our, Matt Pajeski, are you a fan of the show The Mask Singer? No. Oh, really? I see it on TV here at work. I'm just like, who's watching that? I am. Okay, I, I'm raising my hand high. I am proud of it. In the Pauly family household, we love The Mask Singer. We love it. It's so much fun. It's it's wholesome. It's you you're listening to these voices and i know it like it looks ridiculous right like it looks ridiculous you got these people in these costumes singing it looks ridiculous but in reality all it is is a singing competition where you don't know who's singing and you're trying to guess who it is it's fun we love it in the Pauly household i i've had people criticize me about watching it like it's just some trashy reality show no like i i get it my, my wife watches trashy reality shows she watches real housewives and she watches uh below deck and i'm not trying to uh, offend uh, you know st louis and andy cohen here when we talk about that but yeah but that to me those are the trashy reality shows mass singer is not a trashy reality show mass singer is just a fun it's like a guessing game show it's good you should watch it Matt Pajeski should watch it. I am a fan of it. I am proudly a fan of it. Anyways, there were there were rumors out there that the reason Tom Brady was away from training camp was that he was filming The Masked Singer. Now, I guess we won't know for sure that that's not the case until the season comes up, comes to an end. Uh, but now it is being reported that is not that is not why Tom Brady is not with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It has nothing to do with uh, with the Mass Singer. Joe Buck was on the Mass Singer last year. It was it was like his final thing that he ever did for uh, for Fox. He it was either that week or the week before. It had just been announced that he was leaving Fox. That he was he was going to ESPN and. But they had already recorded and everything, so at the moment he was he was a Fox employee, and there he is. And I, that's one I'm not very good. I love watching the, the the game show. I only get it right like one out of every probably ten weeks where where I guess right. But Joe Buck was one that I actually guessed right. That's another thing that my wife is better at than me. 
when when we're watching TV. I talked earlier about the fact that she's better at Jeopardy than me. She's better at Mass Singer than me as well, which, uh, yeah, there you go. We are going to get back into baseball, by the way, uh, in just a uh, few moments. This is not going to be a 40-minute talk about uh, the Mass Singer. But before we do uh, take a break, and we're going to get into the Arizona Diamondbacks a little bit more, beyond just guessing whether or not a current player is actually, uh, whether or not a player is actually a member of the Diamondbacks or not, I saw this. There's this Twitter account out there, um, and it's it's called Big Game Boomer. And this, I don't I don't know how they do it. Like this could be just complete bunk for all I know, but it makes for good talking points. College fans. So what they do is they they look at the entire country and they look at all the fan bases of collegiate teams across the country and they give different um, uh, different descriptors of things that are going on. So again, Matt Pajeski. In the state of Missouri, we have Missouri, we have Missouri State, we have St. Louis University. Am I missing any D1 schools in SLU. the state? So? I said SLU. Uh, UMKC, there there you go. That's a D1 program. The Kangaroos, right? Aren't they the Kangaroos? I believe they are. Um, any other D1s? I think that's it. So that's four. I get that right? All right. Matt, of those four, which college fan base do you think owes the most in child support? Which fan base? Yeah, of those of D one programs in the uh, in the state of Missouri. Say Mizzou. You would be wrong. It is St. Louis University. Really, I have never seen SLU represented. On any of these maps, like every day, this big game boomer Twitter account tweets out something ridiculous, and it's always Missouri for Missouri. I never see anybody else. This is the first time that I've ever seen SLU represented, and it's because SLU fans, of all the fans, uh, they owe the most in child support. Good to know. Yeah. My, my alma mater, Kansas State, is number one in the state of Kansas. Now, there's only two. No, I guess there's three because of Wichita State. Uh, there's only three in uh, in Kansas, so. Found that to be interesting. Let's see. Is there, um, Mizzou has the most attractive college fan base in the state of Missouri. So there, there you go. I could have uh, told you that one. Okay. All right. You just offended everybody at Missouri State and St. Louis University. That's all right. You can offend people all you want. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll do some more of these as we. Uh, these are kind of funny sometimes. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. We'll jump right back into uh, baseball coming up here in uh, just a moment. The Arizona Diamondbacks, they're playing better baseball right now, but they're not fantastic. Are they on the right track as a team? Who are the Cardinals going to see over the next few days? We'll discuss that in just a moment. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thank you. 
Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX very quickly under the category of corrections and retractions. I forgot about Southeast Missouri when I was going through the D1 schools in the state. Bad job by me. Of course, Southeast Missouri. Of course, uh, their uh, men's basketball program, I believe, is coached by a guy who came from Kansas State. So, uh, And then somebody mentioned Lindenwood as well. Lindenwood, a brand new D1 program. So I feel a little bit better forgetting about that one, even though they're local. Uh, but yeah, Southeast Missouri. I feel so, my apologies to all the good folks at Southeast Missouri State on that one. Let's uh, shift gears. We're going to bring in uh, Steve Gilbert right now. He covers the Diamondbacks for MLB.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Steve Gilbert MLB. Uh, he joins us right now. Steve, thanks for your time. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. Good to be with you. Yeah, let's. Um, this Diamondbacks team, like it's it's kind of hard from a from afar to evaluate them because they're. They haven't won a lot of games. There's some young players at times. Like right now, they're in a period of where they've won some games here recently, but then they also go into these funks. Like, I just – is has this been a year of progress or no progress for this organization? Uh, it's definitely been a year of progress considering where they were last year. I mean, they lost 110 games last year, and uh, they've already surpassed – I think they did a uh, – four or five days ago or surpassed their win total from last year already. So uh, it's definitely a step forward for them. They knew this was going to be kind of a building year for them as they started to bring up some of these young kids that they've had uh, down in the minor leagues that have been highly touted. So uh, there's been some growing pains. Uh, you know, sometimes, as you said, they do get into these funks where they're, they're not scoring runs or, or, you know, one part of the either bullpen or the rotation uh, seems out of whack, uh, but when they're playing well, which they are at the moment, you know they they can win some games. Yeah. So I, for me, um, I think a team that's out of it and doesn't have anything to play for when they're winning games in the final couple months of the season that says something about the, the character of the club, and that that's exactly what's going on with the Diamondbacks right now. They've won a good number of games. What has led to them? playing pretty good baseball at a period of time where it'd be easy for them not to be? Well, I think you've got some young young kids that have come up, uh, whether it's outfield or, you know, Jake McCarthy. They have another young outfielder, Dalton Barshow, Alec Thomas. Um, these are all guys getting, you know, in some cases their first crack at some, some guys their second year in the big leagues. And so there's a lot of energy uh, that they play with. Um, you know, Geraldo Perdomo is a rookie at shortstop. Uh, so they've they've got a lot to play for. They know that that their you know their futures are on the line here too, and um, so that I think is kind of what's transformed them recently is that they they just look very uh, very athletic. They run the bases you'll see aggressively. Um, you know the, their outfield defense is outstanding. Um, so I, I think you, you see some of that youthful energy that they've got right now because of the, the influx of some young players. I was having a little bit of fun, probably at the expense of the Diamondbacks earlier, just in the sense that you look up and down the lineup, and from a from a far distance standpoint, from a nationwide standpoint, there really are not that many familiar household names in that lineup. But you did just mention some young players who are exciting, who could turn into something. How many of these guys, how many of these young players do you expect to continue to develop to a point where we're talking about them in, in pretty good terms and most baseball fans know who these guys are in a couple of years? Well, I think uh, Dalton Barsho would be one. Um, I, I, you know, kind of a rare blend of, of speed. He can also catch. Uh, he's got a little bit of pop in his bat, too. 
so he can play center field. He can catch. He can play either corner. Uh, Alec Thomas is kind of an exciting uh, young player in center field. Um, so I think people are going to be talking about him. Um, I'm not, I'm not, we'll, we'll see what happens with Jake McCarthy. He wasn't quite as highly touted as the others, but uh, he's been playing well of late. Um, they've got a kid named Corbin Carroll that, that'll likely see some time here sometime in the next few weeks or in September. And, and he's a guy that, that, that is kind of a, kind of a crown jewel of their, of their system right now. Uh, one other name to keep in mind, he's not a young player, but Christian Walker is, is having a really nice power year. He took over for, uh, for Goldie at first base in 2019 and he's done a nice job for them. His, his, you know, batting average numbers, not good, but if you look at his, uh, secondary numbers and his expected slug and his expected on base. Uh, they're kind of off the charts, so he does hit the ball very hard. It's interesting you bring up Goldschmidt. So the Cardinals just got done playing the Rockies, and Rockies fans are still so bitter about the Nolan Arnato trade and, of course, the $50 million that came along with them, rightfully so. The Goldschmidt trade was a little bit different, but the Cardinals didn't give up a ton for him. What's kind of the feeling from Diamondback fans uh, about Goldschmidt, about that trade? Is there bitterness? Are people happy for what he's doing? He's probably going to be the MVP this year. Yeah, I think people are ecstatic for the for the success that he's had. Uh, I think they just, uh, if there's any bitterness, it's just that they wish he was doing it for 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 the Diamondbacks as opposed to the Cardinals. They loved him here, and and that was a, a real tough trade uh, as far as public perception was concerned here, just because he had been, was such a foundational player and had come up through the system and was such a big part of the community. I think um, fans were, were disappointed that uh, that they didn't try to sign him to an extent or didn't get an extension done here and instead traded him to St. Louis. Tommy Henry is going to go tonight, a young guy making his fourth start. He's won his last two starts, doesn't strike a ton of guys out, doesn't give up a ton of hits. Uh, is What's his profile? Again, you, you just look at his raw numbers, and uh, he seems to be kind of a, a pitch-to-contact sort of player. Yeah, a, a low 90s fastball. Uh, his breaking ball, he's got a curveball and a slider. Uh, pretty decent changeup. But, uh, you know, his biggest issue has been kind of getting that uh, slider firmed up a little bit. Pitching coach Brent Strom has kind of worked on his grip there, and that, that seems to have helped him. Uh, but he's got a lot of poise on the mound. He's pitched for Michigan in the College World Series on some big stages before. So he's, uh, he's kind of a polished uh, left-hander. Not, again, overpowering stuff, but does does have stuff to get guys out. What kind of impact does Madison Bumgarner have on the rest of the pitchers? You know, he, he you know, leads by example in a lot of ways. I, I think he's, uh, you know, they, they look at him and there's some instant respect there with, with what he's accomplished. And, uh, you know, that goes a long way in a clubhouse when you've got a guy that has that kind of uh, pedigree that he has. Oh, this this uh, so much is on the line right now for the Cardinals as they've they're trying to pull away from the Brewers. Do you get? Or maybe we're not late enough in the season for this to even matter. But do you get the sense that the Diamondbacks do relish the opportunity to play that spoiler role? Uh, I think they they're right now relishing the opportunity to 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 kind of beat teams that 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 handled them pretty easily last year. Um, they've got a, a eight and seven record against the Giants right now after going two and seventeen against them last year, and, and um, that was one thing that they really have enjoyed beating the Giants just because of what what they saw happen to them before. So, um, sure, I think that uh, that any time that they're getting to play games against competition like the Cardinals, who are really playing for something, um, that that brings out a little bit of a, an edge with them. 
He is Steve Gilbert, covers the Diamondbacks for MLB.com. Follow him on Twitter at Steve Gilbert MLB. Steve, thanks so much for taking a few moments with us. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime. All right, there's Steve Gilbert joining us, talking a little bit about uh, the Diamondbacks, who the Cardinals begin a three-game series against. Now, it's going to be a late night. Going to be a late night here in the KMOX studios. An 8.40 first pitch. Do I have that right? 8.45. 8.45. No, 8.40. 8.40 first pitch. Excuse me. I just, uh, I always say this. People ask me, like, what time is that game? Is that, is that game at 7.10 or 7.15? Is that game at 7.20 or 7? I don't, I don't know. I just, I start talking when they tell me to start talking, and I stop talking when they tell me to uh, stop talking. But, yeah, uh, late night game tonight as uh, the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks uh, match up against each other. There's some interesting storylines throughout the course uh, of this week. The big one tonight, obviously, you can extend the lead in the division to four games if you win today at four games. Not that you're comfortable, but at four games you start to feel just a little bit of breathing room in there. It's just a, Four feels a lot better than three. It feels a lot better than three. Kind of the three feels a lot better than two. Four feels a lot better than three. When you get to five, like the difference between four and five, it's like, okay, so you're, you're just kind of pulling away uh, at that point. Dakota Hudson back into the rotation coming up tomorrow. That's, that's a big one. Um, this team, this organization, starting with manager Oliver Marmel, they, they have not hid how they have felt about the way Hudson has pitched. They skipped him in the rotation. They got him an extra uh, opportunity to go to the bullpen and work on some things. I, I said this yesterday. I'm going, you know, a lot of times you kind of know what Marmel's going to say after games. And that's, I hope that doesn't come across as a criticism. Criticism, It's not. I, of course, you, like, you watch the games and you know the way he manages. You know what you expect. You know the, the things he says. Of course, you know generally what he's going to say. And and I say that to say this. I I was actually having a conversation about this the other day. One of the things I really appreciate about Marmel is he does not answer questions in like the baseball cliche. There was the, there was the game the other day, the the walk-off win, the game where Tyler O'Neill had the hit by pitch uh, walk-off. And he talked about the decision to use Ryan Helsley in the ninth there. And just that decision-making process because if the game goes to the 10th, you want Helsley in the 10th because he misses bats. And strikeout pitchers are worth so much more in extra innings than they are in the rest of the game because you start with the runner on at second. So he, but he also said at the same time, you're not, you don't want to lose that game in nine innings and Helsley never pitching it. So that's the, that was the rub. That was the decision to be made in that game. Do you hold Helsley? Because you want to make sure if you go to the 10th, you have him available to strike guys out. Or do you go to Helsley because the last thing you ever want is to lose a game without using him. And Marmel talked about that the other day, and I thought it was really interesting. I really enjoyed listening to it. And those are the kind of things that he says sometimes that are a little bit different. Like he's willing to go in depth on those type of decisions. And as a baseball geek that I am, I enjoy hearing that. That's that's what I want to hear from a manager. That just the the, the decision making process. I'm very I'm very interested in like this the the art of managing, the art of coaching, whatever it might be. Like that that is something to me that I just I love hearing about and watching the decision making process by people who lead teams. So I really appreciate the fact that Marmel is willing to talk about that sometimes. But when it comes to Hudson, you don't know what he's going to say. 
you don't know what he's going to say. And he he took a step forward. Hudson did his last time out. And then the next thing you know, there wasn't a whole lot positive said about him in the postgame press conference. So I'm very curious tomorrow what's going to be said, how Hudson's going to pitch, I'm curious about, and then what Marmel's going to say about Hudson. Because I, I would have gotten it wrong on the last one. Last time out, I would have said, oh, Marmel's going to be really happy with Hudson. He took a step forward. It's going to be nothing but positive. And then we get to the postgame press conference, and he kind of wasn't. And, yeah, that's um, – and then he got skipped in the rotation. All right, uh, we will take one more break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up this edition of Sports Open Line, and then we will get you to St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Cardinals are in action tonight against the Arizona Diamondbacks. We wrap things up in just a moment here on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yannier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Starting to wrap up this edition of the program, but uh, we're just getting our day started. Just getting our uh, our shift started, not the day. The day is going to be over. Friday night is going to be over, and we're still going to be uh, working here at the KMOX Studios because we've got a late one tonight. What's the What should the over-under be for the time that we start the extra innings show tonight? So first pitch is scheduled for 845. Is that right? Yes. 840. I can't get it right. Save my life. I cannot get it right. All right. First pitch at 840. So let's say the game goes three hours, 940, 1040. So that takes us to 1140. That means we're probably starting my portion of the network post game show right around midnight. So I'm going to put the over-under, Matt Pajeski. I'm going to put the over-under at 12.42 to start the extra inning show. 12.42 a.m. Do you want the before or after? What are you taking? Do we start it before or do we start it after 12.42? I'm going to say and hope before. Before. Now, it's not completely fair because if I take the after, I can just go really long on the network post-game show. I can make every board operator across the entire what, 147 station St. Louis Cardinal Radio Network. I can make every board operator go, why is this guy, why did he just play a random uh, ground out in the fourth inning in his highlight segment if I really wanted to push things? But I wouldn't do that. That's not me. Uh, But, yeah, we are having a late night. We'll see if we get calls tonight uh, during the extra inning show. Probably depends on uh, how things go over the course of the evening. Before we do wrap up, I did want to mention this. uh, St. Louis University basketball, uh, they've been on that European tour, three-game tour uh, across Europe, and they uh, they win. They win big their final game. They beat Stella Azura, not to be combined, confused with Stella Artois. They did not. Uh, they did not play a beer. That, that sounds like a beer, though, right? Like if you went to a restaurant and said, "I'll take the Stella Azura." They, oh, okay, we'll we'll look for that. Uh, St. Louis defeats Stella 
Azura, 102-59 in the final game of a three-game European tour. They go 3-0 and on the European tour. They were led by Gibson Jimerson and Sincere Parker. They each have 27 points in the contest. An exciting time, an exciting time for... Uh, SLU basketball, they're going to play a, an exhibition against Umzel on October 24th. So that is August, September. That's like two months and four days away. That's, that's right around the corner. That is right around the corner. So they'll play that exhibition against Umzel, and then uh, they'll match up against Murray State in their season opener on Monday, November 7th. They've got a good uh, non-conference schedule. We talked about this with uh, Bob Ramsey the other day. If you missed that conversation, you can always listen to the archives of Sports Open Line by getting the Odyssey app. You should have the Odyssey app anyways. The Odyssey app is awesome, and uh, you can listen to everything that we've got going on here at uh, KMOX and all the Odyssey stations across the country. Um, but, yeah, they uh, we had Bob Ramsey on uh, the other day to talk about SLU. Uh, let's see. So they'll play uh, Murray State. That's a good team. Evansville, they're an okay Valley team. Uh, they've they've certainly gone. Didn't they just – did they fire their coach really, really late after last year? Was that Evansville who did that? I have to look it up. Uh, Memphis, they've got that, – that's a good opponent. They're going to match up against uh, Maryland and either uh, Miami or Providence in a tournament that's going on uh, in Connecticut. They're going to travel to Auburn. Uh, they are going to match up against Boise State. They've got Drake. So yeah, there's some uh, there's some good games uh, on the schedule to be sure. And they just went through this European tour and they 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 looked good. They looked good. Now every team wins all their games when they go on these overseas tours. Like that's it. It's not about the wins and losses. It's about playing well. It's about coming together as a team. That's the other thing. You only get to do these tours uh, once every four years. And as a coach, you love it. You love it. When you're able to go on these things in front of a year where there are high expectations, there absolutely are high expectations for uh, St. Louis University basketball. So you just hope that that plays into what could be what could be a very, very special year for the Billikens this season. All right, that is it. We are just about set to uh, wrap up this edition of Sports Open Line. We will have coverage from the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network in uh, just a few moments. Again, the pitching matchup tonight. The Cardinals sending right-hand pitcher Miles Michaelis to the mound. He's looking to get to double-digit victories. 9-9, a 3.44 ERA. Arizona opposing with a left-hander in Tommy Henry. 2-1, 4.15 ERA. Sports Open Line might be over, but we got a lot to get to. Coverage from the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network on the way next, right here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.